0: How often have you heard the phrase, I'm not good enough, or I don't deserve it? Well, today you're going to want to listen to the whole episode, because this conversation is going to get down deep and dirty around all those self-limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves, because today with Rob Begg, we're going to be making conversations about Ego count. What's new Wendy Wu. Well, I'm so glad you asked. We continue to show up in the entrepreneurs charts, which is absolutely fantastic for the show. That means that we know you love listening to our conversations that count. So come on, send me some reviews. Tell me your favorite guest so far, and even some suggestions would be great. We're working on a new series. Where we're going to be bringing you more value to those people that are in business, starting up, scaling up, and shaking up. Knowing that the conversation with Rob was coming up today, I'm going to do a selfless plug. Self belief is certainly one of the biggest challenges that I come across when I'm working with people who aren't comfortable in picking up the phone or indeed talking to strangers face to face at networking or online you can read more about this in my best selling book making conversations count but why not take advantage of my power up session this is where you get the opportunity to work with me and i can help you with your business your self belief and of course being able to talk to strangers more all the links you need of course are going to be in the notes. So Rob, you are a fast growth sales and mindset coach. We've spoken before. And I think it's fair to say that you have quite a unique approach to that form of growth. Do you have a name
1: for it, Rob? Well, some people would put it in the bucket of mindset, and I'm not a big fan of the mindset as a word, even though I use it. What I really teach is something called non-duality, which is very esoteric. It's not commonly widely known, but that would be the label, but it's not a label that people recognize or understand, so I tend not to lead with it.
0: I have to say that non-duality, you mentioned that to me in our first conversation. Now, I've been knocking around the sales world for a very long time, and I've never heard the term before. So where does it come from? What are its
1: roots? Yeah, well, it's got nothing to do with sales, which would be why you've not heard of it in that context. It's all to do with understanding the truth about who we really are and about how we can have whatever it is we want in our lives. So in the context of selling, you know, our results are a function of what's going on in our minds, consciously or unconsciously. People are not earning what they're earning or selling what they're selling because that's what they want to earn or how much they want to sell, they're earning that because that's fundamentally what they're programmed or believe they're capable of selling or fundamentally what they believe about the marketplace and about how much they can sell relative to the people they sell to and all the rest of it. And that's all founded on a flawed premise. So when you take people back to the truth about who they really are and how their minds work, start to open them up to possibilities about what they really can be, do or have. We're we're only limited by our imagination.
0: So in the context of your world and how you help people, are the common denominators of people with set challenges that they face? Or I only ask this because people come to me saying that they need something, but what they want and need is usually something completely different. Do you (laughs) find that yourself?
1: That's definitely the feature in my world too, yeah. So uh, a lot of the time I'm approached by or meet with business owners who express that they want to get a better outcome in their life in some way, shape, or form. Either earn a lot more money, grow their business a lot faster, have more time for themselves, have a more joyful experience, all of that stuff. And they're typically looking at what are the strategies and systems and things that they can put in place to to achieve all of that, clarifying their vision, working out their positioning, their products, their, the functionality of the business, all that stuff. And, and I used to help business owners with that. I spent eight years as a business coach. But fundamentally, the only thing, and I, and I really mean this, the one and only thing they need to address is what's going on in their own minds. We're ignorant as to who we are and how it works and how the mind works. I don't say that to be in an egotistical sense. You know, I was very ignorant for a long time, despite having read a thousand books on how to improve my life. And when I say a thousand books, I literally mean a thousand books. Call me a slow learner. <laughs> but the books didn't help. And
0: there are thousands of books out there, aren't there? Thousands different, different
1: of thousands. topics. And some great books. But the books, and whilst they feel like they give us some relief in the moment, we read the book and we think, oh, yes, I'm onto something here. I'm onto something. This is really helping. What we invariably find is it doesn't actually help that much. Or what we find is the, the, mind, the part of our mind that doesn't want us to change says, oh, you need another book. It'll talk you out of it. Yes.
0: Is there an example of an exercise that we can do to be quiet that mind or answer it back, <laughs> override it? Um,
1: we need to bypass the ego. Well, we need to understand the mind. We need to understand the ego. The ego has us identifying with our physical self. And of course, most of us are brought up to believe that that's who we are, our physical bodies. But we're so much more than that. You know, where do one of the questions I ask is, where do your thoughts come from? If we do a post-mortem on somebody and we open the head up, that we don't find a whole lot of thoughts that they just didn't manage to use in their lifetime. Thoughts come in from what we call nowhere. But we're so much greater than our physical bodies. But the ego is the part of our mind that has us identifying as our physical entity. And the ego's primary objective is to keep us safe. But the problem is that the best way it knows how to do that is to preserve the status quo. Because right now, right now here, although we may be uncomfortable with our current position or our current earnings and our current life, and the higher part of ourself is the part of ourself that wants us to express more, earn more, do more, have, we're here for richness of experience. The ego says, no, no, I want you to be safe, and therefore I want to preserve the status quo. So when we step out to do something that's more in line with what we want, the ego throws doubt, fear, worry, and all the rest of it. So it's more our understanding of what's going on than trying to fight it or bypass it, because that's what leads to problems. We fight it, and of course, we all know it fights back.
0: <laughs> it almost gives it power, doesn't it? That yes. fighting it back yes. is kind of coming back to you saying, well, see, I told you so. I told you this isn't exactly. a wrong idea. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And of course, it knows all the tricks. It's read all the books too.
0: (laughs) I know that you help business owners and and with growth and, and mindset. You were talking to me about beliefs as being a big one. Is there one belief that you see that is a habitual problem in today's society?
1: I'm very wary of going off down a, what could be a long, dark, deep rabbit hole on this one. But, and I appreciate I don't know much about your, your audience, Wendy, and who listens to this and so on. And this, this may bump into quite a number of your listeners' beliefs, which is okay. Our beliefs create our reality, our phys- what we call our physical world, our, our world, however much money we're in the bank, our life as a whole is an expression of our beliefs. And the problem is that a lot of the personal development industry is focused on supporting you to change your beliefs, to change your life. And that that makes perfect sense. If our lives are an expression of our beliefs, then change the belief to change your life. But the problem is it's too hard. Or that's most people's experience. Or you go digging for beliefs and you end up with... Thousands upon thousands of them, it's a long, slow process. Whereas if we go up a layer, if we go up to understanding that beliefs are held within a perspective that's held within consciousness, which is who we really are, and we change it at the level of consciousness, then the beliefs look after themselves. So I think the biggest belief, to answer your question in a very round of fashion, the biggest belief that, is, that causes the biggest problem is believing that we are our limited physical self. And the most pervasive belief I come across is the one of, I'm not good enough. Some level, I'm not good enough to to live the life I really want to live, or to be, or I don't deserve it. Yeah, is, is... or I'm not worthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: Rob. Another reason that I was thrilled to have you on the show is that the listeners, I think, after so many listening to so many episodes of me with guests, anyway, they like to be challenged, and they're thinking to be challenged. Okay. And I believe that in a lot of instances where there is a block or an obstacle or a challenge it is to do with our attitude and approach to things and that is exactly what you are talking about fundamentally in helping people to see that and to kind of step over that obstacle that is our physical
1: realm yes, yes. into some... we, don't really, we don't really have any blocks
0: no and uh, I think it, it was when you said what can you see in the past and what can you see in the future and I was hemmed in. I was stuck. I, I, there was nowhere to go. But Rob, I'm going to ask you to explain what you did there because you kind of had me thinking for days after. Did I? <laughs> but this is great because this is the change that comes, and it doesn't have to be a you know a bullet between the eyes, and it doesn't have to be you know hitting a wall. Yeah. It can just slowly manifest itself, and that is. What I have to thank you, you have started to manifest something in that conversation. So I think it's only right that you share that with everybody else too.
1: I don't believe, I, I know, and there's a difference between having a belief in something, having faith in something and knowing. I know that the only thing to change any aspect of our life, irrespective of what it is, even if we believe that it pertains to things or people outside of ourselves. That's just a belief, and it's a belief that's founded in a lack of understanding of who we are. So, I know that to change any aspect of our life, the only thing we need to do is to change our perception, to heal our perception or change our perception, because it all starts and ends within us. And I can help illustrate that point by asking you and your audience now to think of something, anything that exists outside of your or their awareness of it? It's a trick question because you can't think of anything that is this outside of your awareness because as soon as, it, as soon as you think of it, it's in your awareness. And yet we grow up, we go to school and we're told, or many of us are told, if you want to survive in the outside world, you need to work hard. There is no outside world. At least if there is, you can't point to it. Now, I know this is getting a bit ethereal, but there is no reality for any of us outside of our own awareness or consciousness of it. As mystified scientists for years, we, or if there is, we can't go and point to it, because then it's in our awareness. I
0: came back to this living in the present.
1: Yes. Yeah, um, well, uh, yes, and I was just going yes. That
0: was the most powerful thing because as soon as you, you know, I started to think about outside of and I started to think black holes. Well, that's a thing, then. I've named it, I've given it a life by.
1: It's, a, it's in your
0: awareness, yeah. So it can only so be this in the present now and what I affect here to the connection that I make. It could be somewhere else. I mean, you're in Scotland for example, right? And I'm in the Midlands. So my present at the moment is joined by two dots on a map. Yes. It's only a very small awareness of what I see of you in your present.
1: Yes. And I'm in your reality and you're in mine. I I don't want to end up causing smoke to pour out your audience's ears, but back back to that whole present piece. So nothing exists in our reality or can exist in our reality outside of our awareness of it. And yet we're trying to change our life by shifting things in what we call our outside world. But there is no outside world as such. We just need to change how we hold our perception. So many of us are hemmed in by our history, things that have happened in our past or our perceived past, guilt, shame, regret, or hemmed in by our concerns about the future, worried, out, fear. What if this doesn't happen? And yet, can we go to the past physically? No. Can we go to the future physically? No. Why not? Because they only exist as with everything else, in our own mind. So when it comes back to sales and fast growth and growing your business or getting what you want, living the life you really want, living a life that we're here to live, the only thing we need to do is to hold it in our mind differently, to allow ourselves to imagine, which is what imagination is for. It's the only, the one and only creative power in the whole universe. Mm,
0: You know, you're not going to achieve anything unless you set the goal, because you've got to sort of be able to imagine you being there to get there. Yeah. Quite often it's the journey getting there that holds us back, isn't it? Not necessarily the goals that we have in our mind. It's the physicality of that. Yeah. I I just think it's absolutely fascinating what you do, Rob, and how you draw that picture for us to see the differential. It's like the layers of the onion of consciousness to identify where we're perhaps not firing on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, exactly. And although I'm talking in a way that might be considered a bit ethereal today, you know, I work with entrepreneurs and business owners who, when they come into my program, are very intent on a specific physical, tangible outcome. So I take them on a journey just to an understanding that it's them. And then the journey to the goal, from an understanding of how the mind works and of who we are, the journey to the goal doesn't need to be full of struggle and strife and challenge. Because it's all coming from us anyway.
0: Yes. Yeah, so why would you create yourself even more challenges and
1: stress? It's all coming from our own mind. So why why set it up in your own mind?
0: (laughs) We are our worst enemies, aren't we? Yes. The bit that I really love getting to in every episode with my guest is asking you about that one conversation that you can recall that created a turning point. We all have one of those experiences that stays with us and the listeners love it because they can quite often find themselves and imagine themselves in that situation and they draw a lot from it because they perhaps handled it in a different way. So the way that other people handle those situations, they can start to imagine and apply themselves. So what was your conversation about?
1: Well, I guess I've had several over the years that have been... Pretty impactful. But the one that sticks in my mind is with a mentor, an old mentor of mine who said to me at the time when I was trying to grow my business and I was a bit challenged, and he said, Your problem, Rob, he said, is, you know, you're getting, the one thing you haven't got, despite all the books you've read, is you haven't got understanding. And he said, If you had understanding, you'd realize you only had two problems weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. And he kind of floored me. I kind of sat there and said, Well, what, what do you mean by that? And he said, Well, You don't allow yourself to imagine the future that you want. You're only allowing yourself to imagine like the next step or getting to the next. You're not allowing yourself to go to what you really, really want. And because you're not connected to what you really, really want, you're lacking any real attention on what you want because you don't want what you want badly enough to focus enough on it. And to be honest, it was only two or three years later that I really kind of got the magnitude of that. And where I allowed myself to imagine a future that I absolutely did not believe was possible. And I guess that's the one thing that really helps people shift is if they'll just allow themselves to imagine possibility.
0: It can be a fun journey getting there,
1: can't it? It can be so much. We're here for fun. It's called the game of life, isn't it? (laughs) Not the struggle or the war of life. And yet most of us are at war with ourselves. As, we've, as you said.
0: There's one word that has really sort of struck me, as you were telling me, and that is that potential. Yes. We all have such potential. How many of us ever really
1: reach our full potential? Well, I would say nobody, because we're infinite. We're only hemmed in by our beliefs. And yet some of those beliefs, depending on who you pay attention to and who's doing what, you know, some of them are pretty staggering. Like Elon Musk, is, he wants to die on Mars. Now, that's pretty that's pretty ambitious. And based on his track record, I'd say he's got a good chance of it. But why not choose to die on a planet in a galaxy that we've not yet discovered yet? Now he maybe wants to die on Mars, but maybe it's just his belief system won't take him there. But we're always pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Yeah,
0: maybe his boundaries haven't haven't shifted <laughs> enough yet. Elon, I'm going to message you.
1: Yeah. And I'm gonna <laughs> say what Bake says. <impressive>. <please don't. laughs>
0: It's that consciousness that you talk about that we can't imagine. So that is really where Elon Musk is going to be taking himself, isn't it? Is that that statement was probably in the face of all of the media that said that we'd never get to Mars. Now that a step has happened, that it's realistic that you could go to Mars. So, but
1: it's only happened because somebody ha- allowed yes. themselves to imagine it, and what's and of course realistic is brilliant, isn't it? How many of us are brought up with be realistic? But what is realistic, Wendy? Yeah. I'll tell you what realistic is. It's a belief system. Yeah. It's a personal belief system. And it keeps people hemmed in, oh, be realistic. Ridiculous. On one level, when, if we understand how our imagination works, the thing we must be to be happy is unrealistic. It's realistic that's the problem. It's that
0: stretch and strive for reaching unknown isn't it
1: yeah that. and that's of course that's where the that's where the ego doesn't want to go which is why it's the game it's the game if we understand the rules of the game we can have anything we want
0: yeah i mean i'm just thinking now of inventors musicians artists yeah. all of those people that push the boundaries that don't comply
1: with free themselves with up. yeah
0: yeah Wow.
1: Free themselves up. And then where does it come from? Where do your thoughts come from? Where do they go to? Where does that music piece of music come from? Everything that we look at in our physical world started in someone's mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm taken back now to a, a previous conversation that, that I've had with a guest, Nick Venios, and he was telling me about Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic book. And it's about how ideas are literally floating around you all the time and they will come to you if you're open to them, but they're not going to stick around if you do nothing with them. They're going to just find yeah. somebody else who will fulfill that idea. It was a, a kind of magical theory, yes. but one that I, I know has happened to me, and, but I couldn't explain it. Yes. And it, it's that, I suppose, that conditioning, that if we can't explain yes. something, it's not real, and you shouldn't really sort of step into the light and, Draw attention to Absolutely. yourself.
1: Yeah. We've all had moments where we, where we thought, oh, that'd be lovely. And then we've, then we've denied the desire. We've not paid attention to it. We've just denied it, buried it. We put it in the one-day bucket or not. we're not good enough or we're not worthy or I don't know how. We don't allow ourselves to pursue the desire because we can't work out how or we can't see ourselves there. And, and yet the desire is given to us, by us, for us to experience. Mm. But we don't run with it.
0: Yeah. Conditioning,
1: as you say, when daily conditioning just gets in the way.
0: Those moments often can be about timing. And to bring that into kind of real life scenarios that I see repeatedly, working with business startups, working with people in business that are not sure whether to scale or grow. And I'm talking more as a a female business owner, that there's generally Mm. more constraints around being a mom and a wife, you know, and a business owner. The the timing's never right. You know, oh, I've got to wait until my children are a certain age because then it will yes. be easier. Oh, I've got to yes. wait until they're of a certain age then I can earn more money. It yes. just does hold you back.
1: Yeah, and it's all just beliefs. And that's, there's a, Time and money are two of the big ego tricks. The only time there ever is is now. And if you've got a desire for doing something, the time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not when the kids are older. The time is now. It's all we've ever got. The only thing we're ever going to be held back is is a belief, but that's the trick of the ego, keeping us, preserving the status quo. How many people get to the end of their lives and think, we should have been a bit more uptight, a bit more fearful, lived a little bit less, been a bit more worried about stuff? No one. We've got to let ourselves go. That's
0: a really great message to wrap up on there, Rob, is we do need to let ourselves go a bit more. Obviously, we're not encouraging anybody to go and break the law or or do anything (laughs) mad, but certainly, You know, if you have a desire to do something and achieve something, we would just both, Rob and I, be really encouraging of you to go out and do that. Carry the conversation on, get in touch with us after the show. That would be perfect for us. And um, I'm sure that would be perfect for for Rob to be able to just go, well, okay, what's stopping you? That's really the question, isn't it?
1: If you get it, if you get emotionally involved enough in the idea, there'd be no stopping you. That's the only job. Imagination and attention emotional involvement, and then there's no stopping you.
0: A great conversation with Rob there on how to talk ourselves out of, talking ourselves out of things. I hope you'll carry on the conversation with Rob, following the links in the show notes. If you need to have a chat or if you want a copy of my book or a power-up session, follow the links in the show notes. Love to hear what your favourite part of today's show was, so don't forget to use that review link too. Until next time, where we will be joined by the wonderful, wonderful, wait for it, Dan Knowlton. We say no to a lot more and uh, attract a lot more of the right
1: opportunities and kind of repel the wrong ones by being ourselves.